Welcome to Elementary, Mondays at 6. Hope you're having a fabulous day. And um, what do you think of that little dusting of snow we got today? Kind of a little crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. It is that time of the year, and I think we've been a little spoiled out here in Toronto, um, quite frankly. Hi, Darren. And yeah, I think we've been a little spoiled. Now, today, my guest is a financial planner. I am hoping, um, yes, I think he's going to join momentarily. So um, let me see if I can maybe ask if he can join. So my apologies. My apologies for this delay. I'm just trying to see if I can. Um, ask him to join. So as I was saying, I did ask my guest to join. Hopefully he joins in a minute. Um, and like I was saying, I hope um, you had a fabulous Monday from wherever you're watching and that you are ready um, that you're ready for the holidays. Who's ready for the holidays? I know. I am. Oh, there you are, Jamie. Ask to join, Jamie. So if you are on a computer, Jamie, you won't be able to join. You'll have to um, do it from like a phone. Ah, there you are. There you are. Perfect. Ah, technology. Oh, almost there. We're almost there. Perfect. There we go. Thank you. Got the tech oh. issues all sorted out. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll get started. So thank you, everyone, for joining us and for bearing with us while we work through all of these little um, minor delays. Anyhow, so let's introduce yourself and your Instagram handle. Sure. So... Instagram handle is at Jamie Madigan Financial Planner, as our loyal viewers can see. And I am Jamie Madigan. And in case my Instagram handle didn't give it away, I'm a certified financial planner. There you go. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, your business, where you're located, so on and so forth. Sure. So uh, my business, it's a great question because people here are financial planner. And it's very confusing, 
especially in Ontario, because of the different titles that are used and tossed around. So in my case, what financial planner and more specifically certified financial planner means is that I've got my designation as a certified financial planner, and I help people with anything and everything to do with financial and money issues as it relates to three key topics, retirement, tax, and estate planning. So what that means is everything to do with investments, insurance, uh, mortgages, health benefits, health insurance, travel insurance, estate planning, etc. Wow, that's quite a, quite a, I didn't know you did all, all that stuff. It's good to know. I'm glad I had there you on we, the show. There we go. That's yeah. why I'm here. Uh, yeah, perfect. And so if you were not certified, you didn't have a designation. Is that, does that limit you in what you can do, you know? Exactly. So the issue with Ontario and kind of across Canada okay. is that titles, and this is something that we're working to try to correct and get clarity for uh, the clients, mm -hmm. is that people can call themselves financial planner, financial advisor, financial consultant, uh, investments advisor, insurance advisor, consultant. So if you're a client, that could be really confusing to you about who are you talking to? What are they licensed for? So that's what I always advise all, anybody I talk to is ask a lot of questions about who are you talking to? What licenses do they have? Do they have any designations? How are they compensated? And what are they licensed to advise you on? Yeah, no, very good. And it's good. And I'm glad you brought that up early in the in the interview, because not everyone knows that, you know, sometimes people will use a title loosely. And if not everyone knows that, right. then, you know, you could end up getting advice from someone who I mean, I'm not saying people are not good at what they do. I'm sure they are. But it's just a matter of, you know, knowing the difference, really. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, tell me a bit about you specifically, your business, um, where, which city you work out of and what, what all you cover, which, all, which territories do you cover? Like with, how far do you go? And Sure. So prior to COVID, I would have told you that I live downtown Toronto and that I'm growing my practice in and around GTA. However, since COVID, I will now tell you that my practice is pretty much virtual and I'm helping Canadians from coast to coast to coast right across Canada. Wow. So I'm currently licensed in British Columbia, Alberta and Ontario. Uh, the only province that I'll never likely be licensed in or territory is Quebec. Uh, just because it's slightly unique in terms of its licensing conditions. And because I'm not bilingual, I don't speak French. Uh, but I have a good friend who works out of Montreal that I refer any Quebec business to. And awesome. in terms of uh, my business, I already kind of touched on all the different areas that mm -hmm. I help Canadians with. And there's two major groups of people that I really love working with. The first is either the IT or banking professional or the entrepreneur business owner usually between the ages of 35 to 55, uh, married, divorced, or separated, because they've got the most to protect between their family, business, health, and wealth. 
And that is also me. That's the category I fall into. I used to be IT and financial services professional. Now I'm an entrepreneur and a business owner. And then the second category of clients that I love working with is the parents of that group. So typically they are 65 plus, retired, wondering if they're going to have enough money to last throughout retirement. And then what can they leave to the next generation or future generations? So I help them plan out all of that. Yes. Perfect. So we just wanted to let our viewers know that if you have any questions um, to make sure you drop it in the comments, I'm paying attention, or there's a little question icon. If you can't find that, the comment section is fine. Any of those sections is going to be good. I'm going to pay attention and hopefully we can get to your questions uh, before the end of the show. Um, so I actually had the privilege of meeting Jamie at uh, a networking event at a seniors group. And so, um, so it was great because, you know, it was a good opportunity to have a few minutes to chat among ourselves. And um, uh, someone's giving a really nice comment, says Jamie's one of my favorite Thanks. people. Thanks, Franz. Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you. Um, so, so you've given us a bit about your experience and, and the groups you like to help out. You know, how do you stay up to date with the latest, um, you know, uh, industry trends, regulations, um, and, you know, that could, like, impact the clients you're working yeah. with? No, that's a great question. And also another important uh, characteristic of having my designation. So as part of being a certified financial planner, and also having my investments and insurance licenses, I have to stay up to date with what's current, what's not, by uh, completing what we call continuing education mm -hmm. credits, much like you probably have in your industry. Uh, so um, that helps me to stay on top of what's current, what's changing. So I take a variety of those from different uh, sources, uh, different fund companies provide that. Uh, a lot of the insurance companies provide that. Um, another group that I'm licensed with provide that, as well as Advocus, which is the governing body for financial planners in across Canada. So I'm a member of them as well. So there's a lot of different sources that provide the opportunity to get that education so that I can stay on top of all the changes, both in Ontario, across Canada, so I can stay up to date on what matters to my clients. Yeah, that's good. good. Yes. Um, so what is your investment? Like, I, I don't know how to tailor it, but maybe philosophy or, you know, uh, I don't need a step-by-step, -step, but I'm just trying to figure out how do you tailor, like, what's your philosophy? How do you work? How do you tailor I'm asking you so many questions in one. I'm so sorry. But, you know, you can answer them in parts. Yeah. Uh, but how do you tailor that to, like, meet each individual individual client um, needs and, and um, also assess risk tolerance? Like, how do you do that piece? Yeah. So, essentially, we talk about what is their ultimate goal for investing? Why are they investing? When do they think they'll need the money? Um, how long are we investing for? Uh, we talk about risk, risk tolerance. Uh, so it's a process that we go through 
Uh, we also complete a questionnaire to help out with that. And then you can obviously have multiple goals for um, the same type of account or different accounts for different goals. And potentially each account could be invested differently uh, because there's a different goal and different risk tolerance for each of those. So it's something that we discuss a lot in the beginning. Uh, then I present my recommendations on how I think the money should be invested and why. Uh, always looking at diversification. And what I mean by that is that we're not just investing in one geography, one industry. Um, we're not investing in the Magnificent Seven because that's what's hot right now. Uh, we need more than just the big tech companies. So, yeah, just through discussions, uh, we determine how the money should be invested to accomplish the goals. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is get the best returns that we can without taking on more risk than what anybody's comfortable with. I see. I see. All right. And so, um, do you have a success story that you'd like to share or? Yeah, one of them, my favorite one is uh, I was referred to a father of a friend's friend. So the friend was my client. They referred me to their friend's father uh, because they enjoyed the work that I was doing. Uh, he is in his 70s, retired. I uh, was working with one of the banks, but just not getting a lot of advice or value for the amount of money that he had invested with them. And I took a look at the portfolio and right away. I said, okay, they've got you invested in some very risky stuff. Uh, one of the funds was down 18% and he's retired. He's drawing yeah. money out of it. So that's really when we need to be mm -hmm. less risky because we're dependent on that money. Uh, so I came up with a recommended a portfolio for him, reducing the risk, uh, keeping up with inflation, and protecting his money for mm -hmm. his future generations. And he ended up transferring over his money to me. In the first quarter, he was up $75,000. Yeah. And he called me to say, hey, Jamie, thank you so much. Um, I, my money is actually making money. This is the first time that it's ever happened. And I was just shocked to hear that. Again, yeah. it was a large client. So the fact that this was the first time, at least that he had noticed he was mm -hmm. making a decent mm -hmm. return, uh, that just made my day. It's the reason why I do what I do, uh, to try to help people out. And calls like that just keep me going and keep me motivated. No, absolutely. That's that. And you know what? Thank you so much for sharing that because... Sometimes I'm always sitting, wanting to ask, but you know, I'm always kind of like tiptoeing. Like I don't want to put someone on the spot by asking them a question like that. But you know, it's great to see. I mean, you know, it's great it was making so much money. But you're right. You know, when you get to a certain age, you know, obviously the risk should be a little lower as opposed to when you're quite a bit younger, right? Right. Which um, I wanted to ask you a question on you know, about managing debt and optimizing, you know, cash flow? Like, do you, um, do you help with that piece? And how would you 
help a client um, who is facing a situation like that? Like, yes. how would you help? So them? unfortunately now uh, with everything we've been through over the last few years, mm-hmm. more and more Canadians are finding themselves taking on debt uh, between COVID, between inflation, uh, prices rising for everything. Um, if people have lost their jobs, uh, all of that together is kind of snowballing. And debt isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it is there for when we need it, but managing it is what's important. Uh, so for anybody who does have debt, uh, what I do is take a look at how much debt do they have? What kind of debt is it? Is it credit card debt, which is very expensive, mm-hmm. likely 20% plus? Is it a line of credit, which is probably somewhere in the ballpark of 5 to 15%? Uh, or home equity line of credit might be even less. Uh, obviously, mortgage is usually good debt to have. I realize rates are <laughs> higher now than what a lot of people are used to. Uh, but yeah, it's taking a look at the type of debt that they have and then seeing if we can lower the rates on that debt, come up with a plan to pay it down, and then save for what's important to them. Perfect. Yeah, that's uh, great. I mean, mortgage debt is mortgage debt. You need to live somewhere. And I say to people, look, you need to live somewhere. It's when people actually don't understand money and are leveraged too far out or when they're using their mortgage as a bank account. You know what I mean? You're just going at it like an ATM machine is what I call it. And I think that's a little uh, bit of a different, uh, you know, surprise. Like I'm... is a little different, you know, there's, there's, if it was an investment property, you want to take risks, it's a different, if it's your house, I'm like a little, very old school, like you don't mess with your castle, right? No, um, exactly, and the mortgage yeah. is usually the best form of debt to take on, and like you said, as long as you're not treating it like a bank account, it is good debt, and especially with the exception of the the last few years when rates were really low, um, I always advise clients, you don't necessarily need to rush to pay that off. Um, If you've got a great rate and you can invest the money into an RSP, TFSA, and make more than what your mortgage rate is, then your money actually works harder for you by investing it rather than racing to pay down your mortgage. Mm Yeah, and it's a matter. It's it's one of those those delicate balances where you know when the rate does go up, you should have that savings where you can pay off like a bigger portion, and then you're not struggling or you feel like you know. I mean, I think it's it's all about just being smart, um, taking advantage of low rates, so to speak. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, and having a plan and building some flexibility into that plan for when surprises happen that we haven't planned for, that uh, we've got a bit of wiggle room and we can still have fun and live our lives. That's right. That's right. That's most important. I think that's where people get a little lost, right? Like I think we're in such a consumeristic world. Like we always want to buy, buy, buy. And, you know, we're always in this world where we feel like we need to, what we have is not good enough and we need to keep, Upping. I mean, all of us have the same, almost all of us, should I say, yeah. speaking for myself included. Sometimes well, I have to keep myself funny, in check. Yeah. Funny enough, it looks like 
from the figures that have come in so far from Black Friday. It was a record Black Friday, oh. like 9.8 billion of sales in the U.S. Wow. Today being Cyber Monday, I'm sure a lot of people are shopping mm. online. So again, it's the holiday season. I get it, but don't be spending out of your means. Yeah. And if things are a bit tougher this holiday season this year, just have those discussions with your family, your close ones, and they should understand it's not all about spending money and buying gifts. It's about quality time together. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, as you get older, right, I think it becomes more about like family time and the time you have and the memories you create versus what you're going to wrap under the like tree, right? right. It, it just becomes like a different feeling. Um, I would, I would take, you know, time with people more, you know, people I love, um, uh, and my family, you don't love all of them equally, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like if you can spend time or do stuff or just hang out, I think that's more important than anything else. Time's the one thing that you can't buy. Right. right. Um, so how do you assist clients with like retirement planning, um, you know, or, or getting them prepared to that, uh, to think that far ahead? Yeah. Uh, great question. It's never too early to start mm -hmm. planning. And it's always a funny conversation I have with my younger clients because they're like, Jamie, come on. Like I'm in my thirties. I'm in my forties. That's so far away. Just one second. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm That's okay. Hey, you got a cough. You got a cough. That's or right. Acts up at the worst times. But yeah, so with regards to retirement planning, the sooner we start the discussions, the better. Because mm -hmm. that gives us a longer uh, planning period. And then goals can become realistic. So... For instance, if somebody wants to start planning at age 35, retire at 55, well, that gives us 20 years of planning. If they start planning at 54, um, there's not a whole lot we can do in a year. So we might need to delay that goal of retiring at 55. But what we walk through is ultimately, what does retirement mean to them? What age would they like to retire? Where would they like to retire? How much money do they think that they need? And that helps us to come up with a goal. And then we work towards that goal. Now realizing that that could change next week, next year, five, 10 years from now. So we get the plan in place and then monitor it and tweak it accordingly as things do come up and as life throws curveballs at us. Yeah. So that was my next question about, uh, you know, adapting um, if, you know, people have life um, changes or something else happened in their life. How do you adapt for that? But, you know, I guess it's important that you think of all that. Um, before I wrap up, you know, what, you know, have I missed something? Do you want to add to any of the anything I might have not asked you? that you think is important? Yeah, I would say the most important thing is we've touched on it, but again, just ask questions. Like you're the client, 
you're the consumer. You've got the right to ask questions. Ask as many questions as you want. At the end of the day, you should clearly understand what you're doing and why. It's never too early to start is my second piece of advice. And then the third is to have a plan. Put a plan in place, but not only put the plan in place like we've just touched on, monitor that plan. Otherwise, what's the point of having it? So that the top three uh, tips. Perfect. That's awesome. Where can people reach you? So they can reach me on here uh, at Jamie Madigan Financial Planner. Or if they want to check out the website, it is www.beaconpoint.ca. Just like it sounds, B-E-A-C-O-N-P-O-I-N-T. .ca. And if you go on the website or Google me, uh, you can actually find my calendar link to book sign with me. If you have any questions, want to expand on something that we touched on tonight or perhaps something that we didn't touch on, feel free to book uh, time with me. You can get a complimentary 15 minutes. Perfect. So I want to thank you for your time, as always. Very appreciated. Um, for those of you listening, if you don't know who I am, my name is Jacqueline Watson, and I'm a realtor with Sutton Group Tower in Toronto. And I do this um, elementary Mondays um, at six. Sometimes I have a guest, sometimes I don't. Um, and we improvise. And we're here to um, go over topics, you know, unpack a few things. I've had a number of different guests. Uh, not all of them are related to uh, real estate. It's it's really about, you know, answering your needs. So if you have a topic that you are, um, it, you know, you'd like me to unpack a bit further and you want to know a little bit more about it, feel free to DM me. Um, if you want to get interviewed, then get in touch. Let's see if you qualify for getting on the show. Um, once again, I, I uh, want to thank you for spending your time with us today. Um, always appreciated when you spend either your ride home from work or your dinner time with us on a Monday above all. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, everyone. Bye.